the thesis. I'm reading from Acts of Teaching, third edition. Thesis statement. Ah, here's where so many essays run riot. Much time and much modeling must take place for students to truly understand the power of the controlling idea. Simply telling students to get a thesis like they might get a taco doesn't work. Supplying a list of theses from which students pick and choose only one doesn't work either. And yet the thesis is the key to a good essay. A muddled thesis yields a muddled paper. Rufy says it this way. Suppose a writer was told after he had just finished writing a paper, save only one sentence, the sentence that says exactly what the paper says, throw the rest away. I did that, just that with my college freshman writers. They came to class armed with their papers. I told them to write their thesis statement on an index card. And after they did that, I collected the papers and told them I was about to throw them away. The reactions ran the gamut from utter astonishment to incredulity. Some became angry. Of course, I did not throw the papers away, but I did make the point about the power of the thesis statement. I call it the power of pith. The thesis statement says exactly, albeit in brief, what the paper says in elaboration. When teaching students how to write an expository or explanatory essay, follow these points below. Number one, explain that the thesis, the controlling idea, central idea, whatever your state wants to call it, is a promise to the reader. And I promise that I will give my dog back its squeaky ball when I finish this. The second thing that you must do is have them write the following in their notebooks. The thesis is the promise to the reader. The third step, ask students how many of them were ever promised something. Every single hand will go up. Talk about that for a few minutes. Discuss the degrees of promise, the difference between I promise to buy you an ice cream after school and I promise to love you forever. Then students ask, ask uh, then ask students how many have ever had a promise broken. Guess how many hands will go up again. The next bullet says invite students to offer words that describe how a broken promise feels on chart paper. Write those words. This anchor chart helps solidify vocabulary. Most of the words will be negative, sad, betrayed, confused. So the end of this lesson is saying something like this. When you make a promise in your writing, you have to keep this promise. You don't want your reader to feel like any of these words we wrote on the anchor chart if you break your promise. The side effect of using the kid-friendly term promise is that when students read their papers to their peers, the peers first listen for the promise and then follow the logic in the paper for keeping that promise. Promise and keeping a promise makes sense to them. Coming from the Latin and Greek,
thesis literally means the act of placing or laying down. It means to position, to propose, to claim. So the writer lays down a promise of what the paper will hold when writing the thesis. So now Joyce lays out the ABCs of a good thesis. And I think that one of the things that's powerful about the previous lesson that she suggested is that it creates an emotional experience. It creates a connection and a common understanding of what is happening with the relationship between the reader and the writer. And then you also have that added benefit of adding that emotional vocabulary to describe the feelings and um, characteristics that you would have should you be reading a paper that does not meet its promise. The ABCs of a good thesis. Before students grapple with thesis writing, they must understand its ABCs. Students write ABCs in their notebook. A, the thesis asserts. Students need to be secure in their theses. Those who equivocate usually don't know much about the topic, but they do try to sound perspicacious, loading their papers with generalities, abstractions, and hyped up vocabulary. To make the point, juxtapose a good strong thesis with a wishy-washy waffling one. A strong one. Pets make fine companions. Wishy-washy. Sometimes some people, but not all people, want an animal of some kind as a pet, maybe a bird. Be sure to model writing assertive theses. Think aloud as you work. Then ask students in small groups to write assertive statements about topics of interest. Display and discuss. Ask each time, does this writer sound secure? B, the writer must be an insider. This is not to be confused with personal experiences or anecdotes. Being an insider means simply that the writer has done some insight, has some inside information about the topic. If the generic prompt, and most generic prompts are dully generic, says, write an essay explaining how to make something, and then the writer must first determine what he or she knows how to make. Savvy writers choose something they have made repeatedly because that makes them an expert. If I have never made chocolate chip cookies, I won't choose that as my topic because I'll know I'll get bogged down. But if I make ornaments for the community Christmas tree each year, I know I could do a great job of explaining how I make them. An insider chart help students whittle down their expertise. C, the thesis statement must be clear. Therein lies the dilemma. What often seems clear to the writer can read as muddled mush to the reader. So we recommend three rules for clarity. Rule one, add specifics. The more specific the writing, the clearer the writing. I like dessert, lacks clarity because it is so general that dessert is a common noun. I like strawberry shortcake. That's a very descriptive 
noun. It's a specific kind of dessert with lots of whipped cream, which is an additional prepositional phrase that adds detail about the dessert. It creates the image and makes the sentence clearer. Rule two, add active strong verbs. The stronger the verb, the more precise the verb, the clearer the meaning. The movie was boring. With that be verb there, could be made clearer with a specific and more active verb. The movie, Jojo the bear, gave me the yawns. So we have the active verb gave. Rule three, keep it positive. Typically, readers want to read what is not what is not. The student was not paying attention, suggests many reasons, and the not clouds the meaning, whereas the student daydreamed, nails the reason, and makes that reason clear for the reader. So I'm looking forward what will happen whenever you design lessons and examine your own thesis statements with the ABCs and the three rules.